0: This week on the Colin and Samir podcast, we've got a bit of a different episode for you guys. We asked you on Instagram what you wanted to see in our storytelling course that we're working on. And a lot of you asked about our brainstorming process. So we had a brainstorm plan for this week and we thought we'd just press record and bring you along. Storytelling isn't just about the specific videos that we make. It's also about the brand that we're building as a whole. A great brand is just a great story. And we feel like we could be telling a better story as a brand. So in this brainstorm, we work through our show, The Breakdown, and try and come up with a unique value prop for the show, as well as the branding elements and framework that will communicate the unique value prop to the audience. Now, if you aren't familiar with the term, a unique value prop is a clear statement that describes what you do, how it helps your consumers, and how you are different from your competition. It's a really important part of building an online brand. Now, this is probably one of the most raw recordings, and you can actually get a sense for what it's like to be in the room while we're brainstorming. We did have to stop at one point and take a break because holding the mics and brainstorming was a lot more challenging than we expected. A lot of the things that we talk about in this episode we put into practice on the video that we just put out on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't seen that yet, make sure to go check it out and leave a comment about what you think about some of the new branding elements for our YouTube videos. All right, we hope you enjoy this episode of the Colin and Samir podcast. Memorial Day weekend, you know? It's here. Three-day weekend. Can you feel it? Nope. Yep, me either. Um, Had no so idea. How are we spending our Memorial Day weekend? Well, we're talking about our unique value prop for our show, The Breakdown. I'm sure, it sounds like your Memorial Day <laughs> weekend. So, something that we've been trying to hone in on is, for each platform, each show, each each thing we do, we need a unique value prop. Um, that's a really important thing to have when you're communicating a message to um, a group of people, and a lot of The reasoning behind this is because we need to increase our subscriber count when it comes to people who are watching our videos, they aren't converting to subscribers. And what we're thinking is a lot of that reasoning is probably around the fact that you don't know what to expect on our channel, um, our YouTube channel specifically. And so what we need to do is first internally in this discussion, come up with what that Unique value prop is that we are communicating to people about why they should subscribe to this channel. And then in turn, how are those communicated to people um, through our branding, through our messaging, uh,
1: through everything that we do? Yeah, I wonder if we could give a couple examples of other channels and what their value prop is. Yes, Theory is a great one. So seek discomfort. Yeah. Right. I You'll mean, they- watch videos where they put themselves out of their comfort zone show the transformation within themselves. And in turn, you will learn that the
0: best things in life are on the other side of your comfort zone. Yes.
1: Uh, And and right when they
0: launched their TikTok, they like just immediately said that as a unique value prop. And I thought it was just so clean. And it's a huge part of storytelling is not just the micro of like, does this story make sense? But the macro of does our broader story make sense? Like, are we telling a story properly of... Who are Colin and Samir? Why would I subscribe to them?
1: Yeah, and right now, we said this in a a previous pod, but only like 30% of our viewership comes from subscribers or even less than that, like 25%.
0: Yeah, so you're talking about over a million views in the past two and a half months where only 20% or 30% comes from subscribers. So what if we could convert a higher view count Into subscribers, right? Like so,
1: that's the task today. How can we message on our channel? Whether it's on the channel banner, whether it's within episodes of the breakdown, how can we message within each video so that when a video does go beyond our subscribers and it gets maybe a hundred thousand views, how can we capture some of those people who are watching and probably would want to come back again next Sunday, but they don't even know that we're going to put a video out next Sunday because we didn't tell them in that video. Exactly. Those are the types of things we need to start to come up with. And we figured it would be fun to just brainstorm on this podcast so you could see the process.
0: Yeah, so we're just kind of bringing you guys into a process that we don't even know where this conversation is going to go, but it's around the fact that um, we have to develop these branding elements. First and foremost, like Colin said, if you watch one of our videos, a, a main problem that we want to solve is you might not know what's next and when it's coming.
1: Or what you even just watched, really. If you didn't True. read the lower thirds, that say, my name's Colin, your name's Samir if you we didn't mention that this show is called The Breakdown, where we break down what's happening mm-hmm. on YouTube and social media, then you just may have no idea what you just watched.
0: Yeah. Packaging the videos is so important. I mean, someone who does this without explicitly saying all of these things is David Dobrik. Yeah.
1: Every video is four minutes, yeah. 20 seconds long. Like.
0: It, it has certain elements that communicate that it's the same. Like if you heard da
1: na 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 Did I do that right? Yeah, I think you did that right. And then even the super fast end cards that show you Mm -hmm. like where to buy his merch or the download the David Disposable app.
0: And David's another one of those guys who's like wearing a black hat and a black shirt. And there's certain elements that are so consistent that yeah, they might not traditionally feel like a unique value prop, but they actually are very much part of his unique value prop because it's what makes him unique. And it's like the value is that it's four minutes minutes and 20 seconds of action-packed,
1: adrenaline-filled, fast-moving, fun vlog content that's aspirational so here's the thing about branding and i wrote this down in our google slides here on the first page everything needs to be the same so that things that stand out when they are intention sorry messed it up one more time run it back everything needs to be the same so that things stand out when they are intentionally made to be different right everything needs to look familiar whether it's that intro song in the beginning it's the length of david's videos there are certain things that are the same so that if he ever does anything different, it stands out and it's intentional. That's when you know you have a brand. When like something is intentionally done that's different and you notice as a viewer because you're so used to what is the same.
0: So, I mean, right now, if you close your eyes and you and I say friends, what do you imagine?
1: I just see the logo, friends.
0: Interesting. I see the apartment, but also. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, or if I say the office. Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> So there's certain constants, you know, and I'm sure that when you were listening to that, you thought of certain things. That's what we need to develop now. When you close your eyes and you say Colin and Samir, of course you imagine us,
1: but what else? So that's what we're going to figure out right now. So I think to start, whenever we open up the breakdown, we'll open up with the context for the actual act one of the video, but then right after we say, I'm Colin, You say, I'm Samir, and this is the breakdown, the show where we break down what's happening on YouTube. That's what we've said in the past. Does that pigeonhole us to YouTube? Like if we want
0: to talk about the broader social media landscape?
1: Yeah, I think it pigeonholes us to YouTube, which may not be a bad thing, right? Right. That's true. Most likely if people are interested in YouTube, they're also interested Mm. in social media and the worlds are crossing over, but it might be in our best interest to get more specific. Um, but the other thing I think that we miss out on with that sentence is we don't say we're going to give you a take. We say we break down what's happening on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we need to say like, break hey,
0: down and give you our take. This is the
1: show where we break down the biggest story on YouTube from the week and give you our take.
0: That's the other thing though, is that we're not necessarily always tapping into the trending topic. We tap into, we just had this conversation earlier this week in a brainstorm, but a lot of our topics are we try and structure them in a more timeless way and a way that's uh, that's not necessarily just like super super in the zeitgeist like even if you look at the little Michaela video that week specifically wasn't the hottest week of her narrative right totally so I don't know if it's the the biggest trend of the week I think it's I, I like the what's happening on YouTube because that kind of Gives you a little bit more. So the show where we break down what's happening on YouTube. What do you think the mission statement of the show is? Like, what does the show aim to do?
1: I feel like it aims to inform, educate, and entertain. Like, keep you up to speed. Maybe I feel as if we're not doing the most like relevant story. But I think it's, it
0: is informed for sure. Like we're always trying to keep you informed, but we're also trying to, it's, we're trying to make you think. Like, I think that that's been a huge part of it. Like, even if you look at back when we talked about uh, why are YouTubers charging for content now, which is a video that we made about creators who started, you know, offering paid content. It's kind of making you think about what, where this is all headed in the future, which I think is inspiring a lot of uh, different ideas. That video that we put out led to someone reaching out to us who's making a company based on what we created in that video um, and wanted to talk because they were like, "You nailed all the points that I'm trying to develop in our, in my company." So I think like we are kind of predicting a little bit and 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 creating thought provoking arguments around the future of media with what's happening in the present.
1: But I've also heard from people that are like. You explain something that I was talking to my friend about in a way that I could not explain, like in a way that's very understandable and coherent. You go deeper on it, but you make it very clear.
0: So in that setting, or in that sense, is the
1: show a tool to for conversation? I think it has to be, because that's what social media is. So it has to be a tool for conversation, which I think that means we need to be taking... Uh, making specific takes on what's happening, like making a projection on where we think it's going to go.
0: Yeah. So I think conversational is a big part of what we're doing. I still think that the the mission statement has to be boiled down into like the goal of the show is to keep you informed, of course, definitely try and uh, educate you. And I think inspire not only you to go out and make something, but also you to, think and you to converse.
1: Yeah. I think it is a big word because we're not taking negative angles on any of this. Yeah. We're never out there trying to make you feel bad about what's happening. We're trying to show you examples of what's happening out there, make them understandable to you so that you can then potentially apply them in a similar type of way.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, but there's like, that's one form of inspire, which is inspiring you to create and to do something to show you what the landscape of social looks like and that you could do it too so inspire you to create but then I think also to inspire conversation like to make you think in a direction of like oh man I should be kind of talking and workshopping some of these ideas or I should talk about this with a friend or I should share this link so we could talk about this because I think that's the other the other side of it the conversational element So by the way, while we're talking Colin's typing Um, these are all like during a brainstorm like this, it's important to jot down the notes that you're actually working through because you start to see the path of your mind. One thing that Thomas Bragg from yes theory does is he draws a mind map. So he'll draw a circle around thoughts that he likes, and then he'll interconnect them. And by the end of it, it's like this page with all these bubbles with ideas and thoughts and words and sentences. And, um, that's where you boil it down into, to what you're really looking
1: for. So on the top of the value Prop sheet I have here. I said I'm Colin and I'm Samir and this is the breakdown. The show where we break down what's happening on YouTube. That's that's more of a script line, not necessarily like yeah. a written out sentence of a value prop. But if you were to go down from there, it would be I'm Colin. And I'm Samir. This is the breakdown. The show where we break down what's happening on YouTube. And then you could add another layer that you wouldn't probably say, but it's on social media and social media. Another layer would be in ways that are understandable, maybe even if you're not a social media expert. Mm-hmm. Another layer could be in under 10 minutes in a fast paced video essay style on Sundays with friendly banter and jokes between the two hosts. Right. Like there are multiple layers of things that people could say.
0: Right. And those have to be the things that answer the question, why should I subscribe? So I think now is that like, so why, why should someone subscribe to the channel and and by subscribing to the channel we're suggesting you're subscribing to
1: the show? I mean, that gets back to what we were saying, I guess, would be to keep you informed, educate you, inspire you to have a conversation. I don't think that's clear enough, though. That's like, it's too general. Yeah,
0: it's very general.
1: It's like there are a number of shows that would keep me informed, educate me, and inspire me to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, but these are, like, this has to be topic relevant then, like, in terms of what goes in front of that. It's to keep you informed about what and educated about what and inspire conversation about what. Cause I think It also feels the, like, what about YouTube? What yeah. about social media? The important thing is also here, as we keep going down these layers, is like, why do we make the show? I think it's, in my opinion, it's because we, like, we talked about this. We did an interview with Sarah Dietrich today um, for an upcoming campaign. We talked about this around the concept that I feel like you and I are so proud to be on social media and to be creators on YouTube that we want... I, it's so fun for me to... Prove to someone that it's uh, that it's such a viable, not only a viable option, but the future of entertainment. Like that's the most fun thing for me. Like to tell someone that 27 million people went to the Travis Scott um, concert on Fortnite, or to tell people that John Krasinski's Some Good News did five episodes on YouTube, built millions of fans, and then sold to CBS. Like those things are really fun for me. I like being the source of conversation and community for a group of people who are really proud. Um, of these platforms and and like how they are actually just the biggest differentiating factor in entertainment and storytelling.
1: Yeah, I think there's a part of us that really enjoys surveying the space and seeing like who's a pioneer in this space. In Mm -hmm. a way, like social media and YouTube is sort of the wild west of entertainment. Even though it's really being developed, in a way it is relatively new when you look at the history of entertainment. And I think you and I both are very inspired by the people who are at the forefront of it and doing things that have never been done before because yeah. it is in some ways an open playing field, like a blank
0: canvas. So are we kind of educating you about the pioneers of this industry? I would say so. Right. Right. I mean, if you really start to think about some of our, A, our most successful videos and B the ones that we're really excited about and, the, and like it's kind of breaking down and analyzing what the pioneers are doing if you look at our video about Mr. Beast and explaining Jenga storytelling, you look at Michaela and what Brud is doing and how they are completely pioneering the you know, virtual influencer space. Or if you look at creators charging for content, you look yeah, at- I mean, Even Travis Scott Fortnite. Travis Scott Fortnite. Like, I think that's an interesting element that we've never really considered that we get very excited about the pioneers of, of this new digital world and kind of like analyzing- breaking down and and being able to process and give you a digestible format of like, what is this innovation that's happening? How does it fit into the broader landscape of of what's going to happen next here? And and how do we understand all this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I get excited about the fact too, that there's so much to be gleaned from what all of these people are doing, these pioneers, but there's no place to learn. Because it's happening so fast. It could have happened a mm-hmm. week ago. Or even if it's something that happened three weeks ago and we gave ourselves a little more time. Right. Still, no one's putting out this video. A lot of times we look at it and we're like, mm-hmm. no one's going to make that video. Right.
0: I mean, even the video that by the time this podcast is out, the video that's out about the disappearance of David Dobrik. It's kind of interesting because we are talking about a pioneer in the industry who um, is doing something really different and you know, innovating in a different way. That's kind of interesting that it is. It is kind of like analyzing and digesting the, that,
1: you know, that element of social media. I feel like sometimes it's a show that YouTube deserves, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a lofty way of talking about your own YouTube show. Yeah, but it, it's you look at what Vox is doing, right? Vox will talk about a number of different topics, and they'll break it down in a similar type of style. But there's no place that just talks about what's happening on YouTube, and yet right. it's this vast world that's moving really quickly. And of course, it pours over into Instagram, TikTok, social media. Like, it's not just YouTube.
0: Well, I think now YouTube is, like, synonymous with entertainment uh, in a certain way. Like, anything... Like, I think John Krasinski, Will Smith, a lot of these traditional celebrities have made it pretty evident, even late night has made it pretty evident that YouTube is part of that world of television, film, and YouTube. Like, that, that I think, is soon going to become the thing that we like, it's lumped into the same conversation. It will be soon. And I I believe like, I would like to be someone who speaks out very strongly about the fact that it's more influential than television. Like I am, of course, but there's so many people who don't believe that. And we've been fighting that fight for eight years in conversations.
1: And I think I like doing what we're doing because it proves it. I think the interesting thing about YouTube is that it's still longer form relatively. Yeah. So that it does fit some lengths that you may find on television. There's documentaries uploaded right. to YouTube. There's definitely 22 minute shows uploaded to YouTube, but it rivals TV in that there are passionate audiences behind some of these pieces of content who have helped shape the videos that are coming I, out. I'm going to use a buzzword. Probably not the first you've used in this podcast, but
0: Felt rude. I wasn't going to call you out for saying glean, but now that you just called yeah. me out. You know what? Glean felt wrong. Glean when it came was. Out of well, Colin's wearing glasses. You can't see that. And I <laughs> knew once he put on the glasses, we were going to get yeah, some vocab.
1: Glasses on. My legs are crossed. Yeah,
0: we were about to get some some liberal arts vocab out of him.
1: You know what? I'm not going to apologize for glean. <laughs> now that you
0: put it like that. Um, so, pioneers is one word, but one thing we get really excited about is actually uh, disruption.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's like we're not going to cover someone. That's not disrupting. That's not disruptive. Yeah, I like that. Disruptive is definitely a buzzword. Uh, it's
0: not as buzzy as synergy, but it's in sure. there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or as like, let's table that.
0: Well, table that's not just a buzzword, that's just jargon. jargon. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference right. between buzz and, and jargon. jargon. You're yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. Jargon is let's shift the goalposts and revisit this or yeah. re-huddle. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, disruptive is a good word. I mean, because that's a reality. Like you and I get really excited when that happens. Digital disruptors. Wow! Analyzing the digital. De deconstructing the digital disruptors. disruptors. Deconstructing. You know, I love myself a good alliteration. You have to. That's a, but yeah. it, it's another thing. Like everything's yeah. the same.
1: Yeah. So it's easier to remember.
0: Yeah. Deconstruct. Yeah, these guys deconstruct the digital. Disruption. That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> Deconstructing.
1: For some reason, I don't digital. like the word digital.
0: Yeah, it does feel old school. It
1: feels like old. Like yeah. Who's using the word digital? Yeah. It's like logging on to the World Wide Web.
0: Deconstructing. It is kind of what we do, which is interesting. You know? Wouldn't we want to use breaking down? Yeah, probably. Breaking down disruptive social media trends breaking down disruptive social media also sounds like an old person thing to every say. time
1: i say it i'm like how old am i I think
0: because my dad always says it to me and whenever he introduces me to someone he goes my son's really into the social medias yeah you know yeah we can't use social media granted he's like fantastic at social media but he's better than us yeah he's better than us at it
1: yeah yeah so, i can't see us putting like deconstructing digital d- disruptors <laughs> to anywhere yeah. on our channel.
0: Yeah, I can't see that either, but it is kind of what we do. I mean, we, we have already in this process of brainstorming gotten closer because it is true that we aren't going to talk about someone who's not disrupting the landscape, the entertainment landscape.
1: Yeah. You know? I do like using the word entertainment mm-hmm. because I think when you say entertainment, people think about TV and, and movies. But... When I think about entertainment, I immediately think about what's actually entertaining me, which is digital creators.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Like breaking down.
1: Enter- yeah, that would be interesting. Like breaking down. Like I think it's actually more of a statement if we use the word entertainment. Yeah. But primarily you're seeing digital creators.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's cool. That's actually closer to kind of what we honestly believe. Exactly. Which is that these people represent entertainment. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like using the word entertainment.
1: Okay, we're getting closer. Mm-hmm.
0: Breaking, because because this isn't down, This isn't a catchy line, but it's essentially breaking down entertainment, breaking down disruptive entertainment trends, breaking down entertainment leaders, breaking down the pioneers in entertainment. Breaking down the innovators. Really analyzing entertainment innovators. The Dementors. <laughs> Remember the Office episode? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that feels. Uh, analyzing entertainment's innovators. Whoa. Because a lot of people use the word like analysis video. Yeah, yeah. It is what we do. We analyze. Analyzing. Say it again. Analyzing entertainment's innovators. It's a lot of It's a lot of, uh, again, that a, feels then like e, then I you have to tough. wear
0: glasses to read that. I am wearing glasses. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like a bunch of, you know.
1: I just what, want people to know, again, I'm what, wearing glasses.
0: What about, uh, wait, so you said analyzing entertainment innovators. innovators. I think
1: three words would be nice. The breakdown. <laughs> analyzing.
0: <laughs> Innovation. In entertainment. Entertainment seven twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere around there. I wonder if someone's listening to this and they're like they have a better mission statement that they're just screaming right now. They're totally. like, you guys are missing it. It's right there. I you would know? help someone out that there. That would be me. really fun and really interesting. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you have to imagine what's on the um what's on the channel banner. Exactly. You know like
1: what are three words we can put? That- yeah,
0: it'd be Colin and Smear. It should say the breakdown. It should say every Sunday. Um, one thing that we should probably we'll get to talking about is like the actual elements of the show and like length and stuff. But then it has to have that line. You know, analyzing, breaking and- down entertainments, first movers, breaking down. Analyzing entertainment's innovators. What about uh, breaking down the biggest trends in entertainment? Just as like a forward-facing consumer. Yeah, I like that line. Breaking
1: down the biggest trends in In
0: entertainment. entertainment. Mm -hmm. Is that what we do though? Is it it trends or is is it like stories?
1: Trends. It's it's not trends. Is it stories? Because trends would be like current movements happening on tiktok right now yeah, or yeah. we're not gonna break, do
0: that breaking down should we take a break from recording yeah okay at this point we had to put the mics down and come back about an hour later when we felt like we had come up with something pretty good for both what our show does and how it helps consumers in the next section of the podcast colin also gets really passionate about fonts so if you're uh if you're not into fonts feel free to skip ahead once you hit that section all right back to the show all right, so in our time uh, that we've been away, which has been almost an hour, uh, we came up with two lines that we're pretty excited about.
1: All right, let's start with the first one. The breakdown, No more about the now. And then the second one, now you know. I'm pretty excited about both of these. Same. I feel like
0: they, they communicate the message really well. So the first one is... Know more about the now.
1: Which is the actual utility of our videos to keep you informed, keep you up to date about what's currently happening in -hmm. our space. And then the
0: second one is actually more suggestive to what happens to you. Now you know. Which is now you know. Now you're relevant. Now you're up to date. So that is, you know, again, we had to stop recording to actually focus on the brainstorming element of this, but the process that we just went through was to come up with one, how do we communicate what we do? And then two, how do we communicate what happens to you? And I think that that happens in a lot of really, really good brands. Um, And so, you know, this is, this could be a first iteration. It could be the final, but I think we got to a point where we feel really good about, having that be a statement that that's connected to the show that we do.
1: I just like it because it's simple and it feels cool to me. Now, you know, mm-hmm. no know more about the now I could see myself subscribing for that purpose. For sure.
0: It, it suggests that if you don't subscribe, you, you won't know more about the now and that you're
1: out of touch if you don't
0: subscribe. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're trying to do, make you feel really self-conscious about how in <laughs> touch you are. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah. Now, so we have that statement that's going to go up on our channel banner, maybe by the time you're watching this. Potentially. Um, something that we'll probably include in pitch decks uh, about the show, Something, a way that we'll talk about the show, and a way that we hope that our audience talks about the show.
1: Um, Either way, we've come a long way since disruptive deconstructions of Digital disruptors, or whatever we were saying before, <laughs> that was a mess. That's such a big part of the brainstorming process,
0: just throwing everything against the wall yeah. uh, and then, like, really mapping your way to getting to a place that you really like.
1: Yeah, you have to throw out what probably doesn't work. One of my sure. favorite things that we did uh, when we were at BuzzFeed uh, involved in their Vertical U program was an exercise where we just came up with bad ideas. Yeah, that was great. It was fascinating. I loved that. Yeah. At first I was like, how am I going to come up with bad ideas? That sounds ridiculous. And then they just start flowing mm-hmm. and you think, all right, well, what if I flipped that bad idea? Mm-hmm. That
0: gets me a good idea. And, and this was probably has been already an hour and a half of brainstorming to just dive into the value proposition to both the audience and, and to ourselves. Um, and when you think about the process of brainstorming in, in the storytelling process, it's so incredibly important. Like, investing this type of time in all of your ideas is what's, I think, a differentiator between a really um, good brand and one that's might not be as well communicated. And, you know, granted, we've been doing this show for a long time without having a well communicated unique value prop.
1: I think what's fun, too, about this is that there's this inexplicable sort of thing that happens when... You are brainstorming with a team where you have some good chemistry where you're just finding the right answer, but you don't have any model for how that right answer is going to come up, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think there's
0: some frameworks that you put into place that help you. Like we knew what we needed at the end of this, which is a lot of what we're putting into our course. It's like, what makes up a good story? What's the framework that would make this work? And then you can back into those. So at least you know what you're searching for. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that is, uh, yeah, I agree. It's totally like, it's, it's such a fun process. So now we have to find visual elements to trigger to the audience in a way for them to recognize, I'm watching the breakdown. I'm watching that show
1: that helps me stay in the know. So first things first, consistent thumbnails. We need a consistent thumbnail convention so that people can recognize When they're watching one video, if another one pops up on the right, they know that's ours and they can become a habit to even just see our thumbnail convention a specific way every Sunday when a video comes out. And we've taken a lot of inspiration uh, from Vox, from Yes Theory. They put their logo on their thumbnail and I think that's probably what we're going to do is put our logo in the bottom left.
0: Yeah, especially because our, our thumbnails are very different and they're typically about the topic that we are talking about. So putting our logos in the bottom corner at least unifies them and creates one consistent element, uh, which I think is a really important piece of the puzzle. And that's something that we're working on now. And then, of course, like when you click on the show, we want to make sure that there's some consistencies as well, you know, around the title card,
1: a sound that plays, the lower thirds. Let me play you the current sound that we're scoping out right now. We have got a cut in our back end of our channel right now of our video that probably by the time you're listening to this, definitely by the time you're listening to this, is already out. Another thing we need is a, is a logo, and, and this gets down to a discussion about fonts, which I want to talk have about. Have you tried Papyrus? <laughs> oh, man, that's an incredible video from SNL. Some, if you haven't seen it, there's a video. Sometimes
0: from- I think I don't give you everything you want in a font talk, but let's dive in.
1: Well, wow, that's a real way to lead into a font <laughs> talk, man. Get me all like down that like you you're not going to give me your best. You get all excited about a font
0: talk, and then like sometimes I feel like I don't give you as, as much as you want.
1: So, well, sometimes I think I'm crazy because of how much I'm thinking about fonts throughout the day. No, but that's good. That's good. I mean, but so here's here's the thing. Right now, we use this font called Vision, and there's a problem that I have with Vision is I actually just think it's a little bit outdated. I don't think it looks cool, and it's not really like uh, there's something is just off about it. But this is the 1st time hearing
0: about Vision being off. It, it irks me. I had to download it, and it, now it's on my computer. But we've used so, it everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's right. We've used it for years. But something's off about it for me. And I don't know if you've noticed, but on Instagram, we've started using Helvetica. <laughs> and Helvetica is this timeless font that's also super easy to read. If you look at our mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. stories and our, and our IGTV stories, it's so recognizable, and it hasn't gone out of style. Another thing I love about Helvetica... <laughs> Is that, I'm selling you on Helvetica, I'm oh, yeah. switch to Helvetica okay, right now, right. is that our mailer and our newsletters can have Helvetica. Our website can be Helvetica. Helvetica is everywhere, <laughs> but vision. Okay, show me what the breakdown looks like in Helvetica. Vision is just a real pain think, in the ass for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think you're, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be like down with it, whatever it looks like.
1: Yeah. I don't have a specific logo yet. Is uh, that
0: it written in Helvetica?
1: Yeah, that's it written in Helvetica. It's very similar to Vision. <laughs> I feel like people aren't really hearing me right now. Do you remember when Bayboss came into the picture and just got. Yeah, when we found really Bayboss, that was. Oh, like, that was everything for yeah, me. Yeah, that B-E-B-A-S, was. B E B A S. Check that font out at the yeah. time. This is like 2015. And then Bayboss knew? Bayboss knew, then League yeah. Gothic. I mean, I yeah. actually feel like Vision is the biggest mistake I've ever made <laughs> in my font. Colin, we've been history. Vision for three years. And it irks me the whole time. We haven't been Vision, actually, for <laughs> three years. We started off. Oh, with your font? No. Well, yeah, we started off yeah. with my font that I made, which you can't use because it's just hard to read. Yeah. Then what do you think we went to during the like now boarding days? Helvetica. Helvetica. So why did we switch? I don't even remember choosing this font. I don't even, I, I've never even heard of vision before you brought it to the table. So I don't know, know where vision came I, from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm angry that it came into my life because it's ruining <laughs> everything. It doesn't exist anywhere. I can't, like, our website can't have vision on it. So when I design something to go into a mailer or on our site, it doesn't match the rest of the text. Mm. And that's an issue. Okay. All right. Helvetica. Okay. (laughs) You know, I've been thinking about this discussion about Helvetica (laughs) for four or five days. Just building up the courage. And whenever I sound stressed about branding and like having a discussion about branding, it's because I know I'm going to have to talk about (laughs) Helvetica (laughs) and that you're just not going to reciprocate my... Angst. No. Again, the thing is, the way our relationship works is,
0: I put my foot down and say we need branding. It yeah. has to be consistent. It has to happen now. And then, and I stay up all night thinking about vision first. <laughs> <America. laughs> yeah. And then you have to figure out the actual granular components of what it's going to look like.
1: Yeah. I think I wanted to be unique when I chose vision, but then I just realized it's a subpar font. Yeah, and it's you illegible. I remember it's not when easy it, to read. Yeah, it's
0: not. It's not clean. Uh, it's not clean. It's but not again, you read. look at the biggest brands on YouTube, I would say uh Dobrik, Nestat, the people who I look at who've like built really mega brands around their style, both of them use like very standardized fonts. I mean, Neistat used Ariel or, or Helvetica, Helvetica or one but, of the two. Yeah, yeah. One of the two. Whatever like the iMovie font
1: is. I'm seeing Helvetica everywhere. It is like <laughs> Yeah, I'm having nightmares. What, what's about it. What's
0: the Mad Happy font? The one that's on the hat. That one's like uh, that, well, that. style of font is so. That in style right of now. font's really cool. That's yeah. great for a logo. It's just like the simple one. It's the
1: minimal, like, yeah, I, I agree. Like this minimalistic movement is very in. But what surprised me not only is it in, but it's lasted. I think ever since Virgil Abloh, two or three years ago, started using it for Off White, yeah, it took on and everyone started using it, but it's around still. It's just this timeless font. That's true. Casey, I think was using, like you said, like yeah. help And I don't want to like copy other people, but it is such a easy to read font and it's timeless and it's everywhere. Yeah. And I think it would be really cool if you went to our website, our mailer, yeah. our YouTube channel, our Instagram, and it had the same type of branding. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. So that, that's fine. Uh, you might witness a switch to Helvetica. <laughs> if
0: someone <laughs> notices and comment, or if you're a podcast listener, please comment and make a huge
1: deal about the fact that yeah, we like, switched to Helvetica. DM me because I need yeah. someone to notice. <laughs> like, I just need to be heard. I need to be seen. Oh, that's All right, good. moving on. Yeah, um, we're gonna bring back breakdown fact check. Yeah, I think that's uh, good.
0: I think that's really good because
1: we don't have a fact checker.
0: Granted, we were doing like really deep cut research papers when we were doing those um that had to do with like I mean granted they had big audiences, but we were talking about like India as a topic and uh talking about Article thirteen and like these big research backed yeah. topics.
1: Yeah, I think breakdown fact check normalizes being wrong.
0: Yeah. And I that it's
1: part of the process. So, so yeah. breakdown fact check if you're unfamiliar is something that we encourage people to hashtag in the comments and on Twitter. Uh, when they see something in one of our videos that's not right, not mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. So that we encourage them to tell us what's wrong. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it encourages comments too, which is good. We need people in the comments having a conversation. I do think an end card would be really cool. I also think an outro song would yeah. be cool while the end card plays. While the end card
0: plays. I think uh, that's actually a thing that a lot of people are doing, that, that new creator, Arak, is doing it, which
1: I think is really cool. And we used to do it on some of the breakdown episodes. It's yeah. A different song every time. I think we should use the same The song same song, yeah. The Same song.
0: I mean, we should have someone custom make us stuff like that's, that's yeah. what we should be doing. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah. And then I think this is the next part of the conversation, which is, it is more intangible, but it's around time. I really think time is a big deal for our, type, our videos. I agree. Um, and I don't know if it's blank or less, you know, like in, we do this in 10 minutes or less. Or we do this in five minutes.
1: What I don't want to get into like, is an editing holdup where I'm spending tons of time or, or our team is spending tons of time trying to figure out how to get this to be exactly five minutes. Yeah. That doesn't feel worth it for me. I think like five minutes or less. Something like that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, 10
0: minutes or less is, sounds sounds good to me. But I wonder if it's too long. Mm, yeah the only the only thing is we do from a business perspective have to be considerate of the fact that we have sponsor integrations that oftentimes require 45 to 90 seconds and at 5 minutes or less there's no world where a sponsor integration doesn't take almost 35% of the
1: video yeah and i think we may be rushing it in 5 minutes occasionally and we also take out any opportunity for you and I to break the music, break the fast-paced is, nature, and go a little bit slower to maybe have a laugh. Is there a number that we could own, like in eight minutes or less? Oh, that's interesting.
0: Right? So it's it's obscure, but then it's just ours. But like, that's why you would recognize but it. But that's why you'd recognize it,
1: because... In eight minutes or less. It's like, why eight minutes? It's like, well, that's just what works That's for just us. what we do, because, yeah. That I think we can do. I think seven or eight is the, would be the choice. Eight is more like round and is more...
0: Seven's kind of harsh. Seven's harsh, but that might be good because it's more like... Seven minutes or less. S- like streetwear. Did that make sense to anyone? <laughs> you know no, you mean? lost me there. It's like counterculture, seven. like Seven minutes or less. Who would ever do an odd number? Seven minutes or less. Is there something around seven? Seven. Seven does sound
1: cool, though, in seven minutes or less. I think we're going with seven. Seven sounds cool, right? Also, let's err on the side of less time. Just because like, yeah. we know, we all know like, how how much time the, we're spending on a YouTube video. If the, I make it to yeah. 10 minutes, it's unbelievable. The
0: reasoning I want to do this is because I want it to be really clear that we do this in a certain amount of time so that our, our retention increases and you're not overwhelmed when you click on one of our videos. You just know exactly what you're signing up for. Uh, when I was talking to Matt Daher, we talked a lot about Nas Daily and how a one-minute video was such an easy ask and it was like, I can guarantee you, even if you send me a video that I'm moderately interested in, I will give it 60 seconds. 100%. And that is the genius behind how he grew, is that I will give that video 60 seconds. No problem. The question is, will you give our video seven minutes? Only if you're really interested. Yeah.
1: That's the challenge, right? It's. Yeah, I mean, if you're halfway through, you're at three and a half, yeah. four, like... What?
0: And that's the challenge is like, yeah. you know, our, our, our retention is, is pretty good, but it's, it's, it sits around four to five minutes on an eight to 10 minute video. So that's six why. minutes or less. It sounds soft. I don't know. Really I like it. You know, like I mean, it. six minutes or less, six, minutes, six or less. minutes or less, but that's why if I knew, if I sent you a video and I was like, dude, just invest five minutes, watch this video. It's mind blowing. You know, like there's yeah, like five a,
1: minutes is easy. It's so yeah. digestible. People to, understand what five minutes is. Seven's like, Seven? How long is seven minutes? Is it it an eternity? Sometimes seven minutes feels like an entire day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, right now, if you started doing... The the reason I know this, I've been doing the Peloton workouts, and sometimes I have seven minutes left in my workout or ten minutes left, and I'm like, I can do this. But it's so hard, and it's so long, and I'm like, is this ever going to end? That's what we don't want you to feel in our videos.
1: Yeah, I think also seven, what is that? It's like sloppy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've just... (laughs) audibly witnessed us go from how much excitement we had around seven to, <laughs> to hatred to this I is by the way next week colin's gonna be like why would we ever use helvetica Everyone's using helvetica. <laughs> now helvetica i
1: think i can live with for the rest of my life okay it's recorded so yeah vision i don't know what was going on in my life when i chose it <laughs> it's a disaster yeah but I, I think that
0: time is either time's really important or segment times are really important i really liked uh on snacks daily that podcast that it's they tell you when you're halfway through. Mm. See, yeah, there's something like that where it's like you've just reached like you have to know where you are because when they say that you're like, oh, pfft. there's like, yeah, oh, that was an enjoyable. Half. Yeah, I'll so I going. definitely stay tuned to the next half, but yeah. they definitely did that because there was some data that told them that retention ended around halfway. So maybe we do seven minutes or less. Maybe we go back to seven,
1: but we tell you when you're at <laughs> Hold halfway. on. 20 seconds ago, you hated seven. Well, now, like, you know, seven seems all right as long as we tell you where you are in the video. Yeah.
0: So that, 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 that's something I think we'll have to just see over the next couple of weeks where our videos net out and keep trying to get them in that window and then see if we want to brand ourselves in that way. Because we also have to be really excited about the creative, but I think that that constraint is really
1: good. Yeah. And after watching so much TikTok, it's unbelievable how much you can actually understand in fifteen seconds or sixty seconds.
0: Yeah. And and the thing is, our videos aren't aren't taking you on this wild journey. And those types of videos like a yes theory video or like a or a Mr. Beast video, they're taking you on this crazy journey that you have to stay no matter what. Yeah. You're there for the end, for
1: the payoff. Our information just needs to be really good. The point that we're yeah. making at the end. Yeah. And if you don't make it to the end, then you don't even have the opportunity to share that point or that conversation. And if if 50% of people are not making it to the end.
0: Then we probably need to make shorter videos. Then then we either need to make shorter videos or communicate to you what's coming
1: because we're saving some of our best stuff to the end. I think a five minute video that told me when I was at the halfway point. Yeah. Even without us, we don't have to waste words on telling you you're at the halfway point. Right. You can use a graphic or a sound effect or both. Yeah you imagine like a ding-ding halfway? Yeah. But it does leave little room for advertising.
0: Yeah. But maybe we just completely pioneer like the way that Dobrik did when it comes to advertising and should change the way we're thinking about advertising. Yeah, maybe it's like
1: integrated throughout it's, it's in a different deeper, type of way.
0: Yeah, deeper integrations.
1: Yeah, but we, we do have to get messaging across from time to time.
0: Yeah, or is the video... Like that's why there's part of me that thinks that like a uh, tracking bar would be really interesting that like kind of communicates to you
1: how long in each segment so if it's a five minute video pretty much every time and we have 45 seconds for an ad you got four minutes 15 seconds sometimes that's enough
0: time five five minutes if i mean imagine if that was part of our brand like the thing i love about david dobrik is that from the thumbnail with him in it to the time code. The time code could, might as well be a graphic design thing in it because it's the same every single time. Yeah. And that is... It'd be like, pretty rad
1: if we did that.
0: If it was 5 uh, colon zero zero every single time, it would be so recognizable. It does with, seem like a pain in the ass, but I think we should do it. It's like 5 colon 00, zero Colin and Samir logo in the, in the other corner. Yeah. And then you start to build a lot of these frameworks around like, you know, then when you open up, you know, you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to have five minutes of information on this topic. Five minutes, seven seconds.
1: Back to seven. That's cool. I mean, that'd be real weird, but... It'd be weird, but it'd be conversational. It would give us that extra seven seconds that we might actually need. Well, where do you think this this video for this weekend is going to net out at? I'm trying to make it as short as possible. And the selects right now are around like 6.30, but I think there's a lot that can come out actually. I think we were pretty redundant. So I'm my effort is actually to make it five minutes. I've sure just had and that in point. mind the whole time. Yeah. Okay. And I've thought like, if I had to do this, what would it be like?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think. I think. I think the time thing. We let four weeks go by before we make a decision on time. Totally. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to rush it. We have to. Everything we have to do now is long term thinking. Everything we have to do is what does the show look like in fifty two weeks? Not mm-hmm. what does the show look like in four weeks?
1: Everything we're playing for the future now. Yeah we've spent so much time thinking about what does the show look like on Sunday and there'll yeah. always be an element of that. But if we think about what does the show look like in a year, we'll find a lot more success and it'll make it easier to think about what does the show look like on Sunday? Cause it right. just makes decisions for us. Right. Okay, cool. So we still need to look at show branding.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. But That's going to be a very visual thing. Yeah. That'll be too visual for this. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a different pod for us. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. We hope you enjoyed that look into our brainstorming process and we hope you check out the latest YouTube video we just put out leave a comment let us know what you think about these new branding elements let us know what you think about the new length of the show we're evolving the show and we want you to be a big part of that process a big shout out to everyone who reached out and gave us feedback on our course this week including leon garrett Eddy, and kaylee thanks for being so thoughtful in your emails to us and, and being so helpful in developing this course we're really excited about the course and we're actually starting to shoot it this week which is awesome All right, we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Colin and Samir podcast.